Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had to talk to me Like I want to talk to you Naked with Adele is about getting real It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to part three of this interview. If you are not sure of where you are on your inner journey and want to explore it, get started today. Get your complimentary coaching starter back from www.emergingfeminine.co and receive a quiz and mini course in your mailbox. No strings attached. Let's get back to the interview. There's this other aspect with the relationship with money, which I think is so key for our age group, what we're talking about, is this deep permission piece of allowing a part that I didn't manage to get to cover, or I didn't cover it, of price. So I mentioned the pay yourself first pot, which is where you put some allocated money. But one of the key parts of allocation of money is to what I call the joy pot. But oh. it can also be called play pot. Oh, I like that. And I realize this for my life, and I've now seen this with so many of my students, that anxious women, we need to relearn how to play. We need to learn how to consciously direct time and money to things that juice us, that fill us, that have no other purpose than to turn us on. And we need to consciously direct money to that, just as we do to our freedom and our financial well-being. And it has as equal importance. And in this day of our life, I truly believe that this is one of the keys, the absolute keys to determining will we evolve throughout our menopause into a whole new chapter of invigorated life expression filled with joy and energy so we can leave that legacy. You know, it's not just about making a difference in the world. That difference in the world could be, you know, being the shit hottest pole dancer. Doesn't matter what it is. It's about truly living life with joy because I really believe as women, when we step into every place, turned on, filled up, switched on, bit of sexy, juicy, sassy, alive, we cannot not make the world a better place. I love that. I love that. I even love the fact that you mentioned sex because there's such a correlation between sex and money because the, the, all is. these taboo things that we never yeah, talk about, we curious. don't give ourselves permission to talk about. Space? Absolutely. Be curious about it. Explore. Because this is part of this fun part, this joy part. Part of its point is for you to have some money to fuel your curiosity. Because I think there's this extraordinary stage where we have the opportunity as women to find out not only who we are, but what we even want. The problem is not how to get them there. The problem is they don't know where to go. So they don't go anywhere. It's very and so sad. when we have allocated and its only job is for us to play with it and to go, okay, you know, and I'm going to be a little bit risque here for the point of being, but go, you know what? I have no idea whether I like to be whipped a lot. So let me go and find the BDSM <laughs> and have a little whipping session and then I'll know. And either I can go, okay, not for me, or like, hey, shit, that turned me on. The point is, be curious, go and play, find out, do the dance class. You don't know whether you like oils or not if you've never given it a go. Mm. You go and 
skydive. And I have to ask you something. When you were on your own, in your own process, were you always the kind of person that would play and be okay with negative feedback? Or was this something that you had to learn to do? I had to consciously relearn. You know, I talk about the phase when I was in Hong Kong when it all blew up for me and my divorce and the money walked out the door. I, I talk about it as a money anorexia phase, but it was a real contraction phase because I'd also bought into the story that I needed to be sensible and grown up and responsible. And also I believe that if I deprived myself, I'd somehow be okay. Mm. So if I could control my desires, then I'd be okay. Because, yeah. you know, I realized in hindsight now and part of my journey and where I've come, I was terrified of my desires as a woman. This huge sort of pulsating, <laughs> throbbing desire. Yeah, but you know what? We are so indoctrinated with, we are not allowed to be bad. We have to be good as girls. And I'm sorry, but there's definitely a gender stigma there for me. And you know, the emerging feminine, which is what I'm trying to inspire and light up for people, because it is coming, whether we want it or not, it's the wildness in us that's coming out. It is there. And it will pop out in ways of, and here's the thing I thought if I could just miss it if I could control it then I'd be okay <laughs> but she is our desires are juicy and oozy and that it is it's it's life it's life wanting expression so she will find a way to pop out it's like you know if you squeeze that toothpaste you're probably going to pop out somewhere but unfortunately when we are not conscious of bring in celebration in our lives it usually pops out in a messy drama. The more we try to control it, the more it's going to come out in an out of control way. So we might as well give us some that, space yeah. and feed and it so and let it develop into something beautiful because that's also the original Mate, part of it, us. You know, our wild woman pot instead yeah. of even our joy pot. I love but it. it's this way do I consciously give this part of me conscious yes. Yes. I give it money, I give it time, I give it energy and go, okay, darling, what do you want to play at? What lights you up? What are we going to explore? What are we going to be curious about? Cool, I've got the I've got money, let's go. One last question that I have for you that, well, that you've mentioned in terms of the kind of things that we need to overcome. Can you tell us more from your perspective? How does that relationship work between giving and receiving and how yeah, that links with our life question. force? comes right back also to almost that pay yourself first where often we have also been told especially as women that if we give first then we'll be worthy if we look after everybody else first then then we can have what we want if we're the good girl the kind of giving the generous then we will be worthy but the challenge is the very way that comes from most of us who are taught, it comes from a place of believing we're not enough. It's like the seed that comes forth. It can only perpetuate not enough. So if we give love, if we give time, if we give support from a place of believing that we need to do this in order to be loved or maybe, you know, saved by the Messiah or from a religious aspect or be worthy, we can now hang around, or we can have a friendship or people will like us. All it's going to breed is more non-enoughness. The real place of complete enoughness is actually beyond gratitude. Gratitude is one of the doors to, to enoughness being grateful for what we have, which is extraordinary. It's about realizing that can we be okay with what already is? Can we be extraordinarily thrilled with where we're at and every aspect in our life? Because then from that 
exactly is what we focus on. So it comes back to the giving and receiving because here's the thing. If we give from a place of feeling we're doing it in order to be worthy, it can it, it taints it. So the receiver uh, will, will actually receive something that's not enough. And we almost pass on that baton. So this is what we start with ourselves. But there's also another direct relationship with this giving and receiving. I'm going to use the, uh, the metaphor of a musician. I was recently sort of in New York and I was watching this amazing jazz um, guitarist playing and it was just really cool. And I was sitting there going, oh, you know, I wish I'd learned a music instrument. I wish I could play the guitar. Wouldn't that be so cool? In that moment, just a voice in me said, no, man, do not diminish your value as the listener. Mm -hmm. By you acting and going, oh, I wish I could play the guitar, like, wow, that person's amazing, isn't that so I get to receive this. I really got to realize that guitarist, that jazz musician could not exist without me appreciating the music and receiving it. From the feminine point of view, the feminine could never exist without the masculine. The masculine is our witness yeah. and the feminine is the in insight and the inspiration and the, the intention, if you will. You receive and feel fully worthy of receiving and just go, of course, my role as listener and, and as is as equal. There's no comparison because we cannot not exist without the other. Mm -hmm. I really got to see that there is no difference between the giving and the receiving. And yes. it can be, and that's what consciously actually realizing the receiving muscle is the one that most of us have this pathetic little withered dangly thing and it's the receiving muscle that we have to learn it's learning how to receive that music without needing to make the guitarist better than us it's receiving the gift of a compliment and for some sheer practice when someone gives you a compliment to actually you know work that muscle by going well of course, you know, someone say, you know, and you're looking lovely, and I go, of course, thank you. It might sound uncomfortable. It's the receiving muscle that most of us have to learn how to work on because that expands the giving. For some of us, we think it's easier to give than to receive. But if we give from a place of feeling free already, from feeling yeah. like we are enough already, it's very diminished what we give. It's very watered down. And to use your word, tainted, it'll mm. spoil what it's been to do. And the same with the receiving. The receiving is a validation. It's a feedback that you are being validated. So if you can receive it, you are worthy. You are claiming your worthiness. You are doing it gracefully. It's not a pompous or self-promoting thing. It's not yeah. a un it doesn't need to be uncomfortable. We are not less equal than anybody else. We are not more equal either. But by not receiving gracefully is just the invert of giving Absolutely. from a place of being depleted. And just as you were speaking, I really got quite a strong sort of visual of clean giving and clean receive without attachment, without expectation and without needing it to be anything more than what it is. From a spiritual perspective, mm. I often teach people to say no because, you know, I, and I do a lot of stuff mm. about the saying no in various areas of life because as women, it's a hard thing to do. And I teach yeah. it to the people who can't say no. To the ones who can say no, they need to learn to say yes, you know, but the ones that can't say no, you need to teach them to say no because mm. it, it's about boundaries and, and also about the giving and the receiving thing because we tend to mm. lead often more to the one than the other. And I know that's a stereotypical bias, but yeah. where it's relevant, obviously, within context. So, but from a spiritual perspective, some people are not scared to ask. 
and those who are not scared to ask, they don't have this issue that we're talking about. But mm-hmm. the people that they are asking, the ones who struggle to say no, there is this viewpoint that if you don't have it to give and you can't give it freely, then say no from your perspective. What do you think? It's such a vital area and it impacts the money side enormously. It comes right back to if you are depleted, you actually have nothing to give. Yet, there's also this relationship saying, well, giving is being nice, being depleted. So on just on a financial side, the number of, of women I see who end up in really toxic co-parent relationships with their children, where they keep giving them money, or what I call economic outpatient care, keeping stepping in and going, good and you know, so and so needed this, I lent this money to X person or Y. So they do it often with their time and elsewhere. Often comes from a deep sense of their own insecurity. And I had to learn this massively adult. And I've had to really work on my no. I have had to come to a place where I actually sometimes in some days I, I practice to go, okay, who am I going to disappoint today? And I know that but I but I do it maybe with myself because I've had to realize that I had a real thing around I can't say in case I disappoint anyone. A huge fear for me was if I disappointed someone then it meant I wasn't good enough, I wasn't worthy, I'd be, you know, I wasn't enough, I wasn't good enough, I wouldn't, couldn't be loved. That would impact my money, my time, my energy, any of the resources we have because money is just one of these resources is it a yes for me is it a yes for the other person as is it a yes for life nice beautiful very clear i've had to learn how to also give myself space because i'm quite an enthusiastic person i love connecting with people so sometimes i will say yes very quickly to something because i genuinely do believe in the moment but then as soon as emotions have maybe calmed down a bit i realize oh i'm not actually in a place to fulfill and if i do fulfill it's going to be depleting or something else is going Mm. to be sacrificed so i've also learned two things one how to create a gap great i'll get back to you i just need a moment and if somebody is needs to push me on that and and answer immediately then i take that as then it's not right for me and this is the same technique that i also help people learn about just their money stuff if there's this compulsive buying Mm. sometimes that compulsive buying is also not knowing how to say no say no to like oh i've got to have that so creating a pause creating a way for just energy to neutralize and then also knowing that it's okay to change my mind it's okay to go back and go you know what i'm sorry i said yes but it's a no now knowing what is that fear that fear of disappointment so of saying no to people if they ask for money saying no if they need time or energy or input but even on just the straight spending side being able to take things back if you really realize that no actually that wasn't a good buy but learning how to upfront preferably get into a place where you can make a decision around your resources that are a yes for you a yes for them and a yes for life when we get to understand that money is just another ingredient it's another input another resource and it interweaves to every part of our life we haven't even started speaking about relationships children just practicalities of managing it different aspects of investments it just is a thread that when we can just acknowledge it as a thread instead of going oh well it's not important we can now go ah 
cool? How do we now give it space in our life for it to thrive and support us rather than suppress us? I want to just really appreciate you for your incredible knowledge and empowering us with sharing it. Any information that you want to access about Anne's university, about her courses, about her book, please go to www.thewealthchef.com and I will put some links on the transcript as well on the website. If you need any more information about me, I always put new tweets on Twitter and you can find me on at Naked with Adele. We are very privileged to learn about money and how it's really just an extension of who we are. From Anne Wilson. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand, this road I've been given, but I wish someone had a talk. It's choosing to remove the mask and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart. It's about women staying true to who they are. Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard, drop my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. I'm your mind, giving you someone to talk to. Hello. And once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind. Don't need to think it over if I'm wrong, I am right. Don't need to look no further. I'm Adele Green, and this empty chair next to me is just for you. Come and join me. Register for your membership free to get this show and many resources at www.adele-green.com or you can tweet her at Naked with Adele.